0: Hi everyone and thank you so much for joining us for what is going to be a really special time together in the Word of God. What a joy it is, actually, amidst all of the noise and the opinions and the government announcements and the news bulletins. What a privilege it is that we get to spend time with God and learn from his word and my prayer and we'll pray in a moment my prayer is that we will receive from heaven a fresh clarity today about what is really important and that we might receive from god's word direction that will propel us into this week maybe even to the the, the rest of our lives so before we come to god's word let's pause And let's take a moment to pray. So where you are listening to this or watching this, join with me in a simple prayer. Heavenly Father, we live in a crazy world. We live in a world with so much need and confusion. And yet Lord, you are sovereign and greater than all of these things. And from you comes wisdom and clarity and purpose and vision and direction and so father we pray by the power of your holy spirit and in the name of jesus you would meet with us in this precious time we have together lord speak to us because we are leaning into you in this time and we are listening and father i want to pray that none of my words get in the way of your word today What matters is what you want to say to us and so I yield what I have to say to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now I don't know about you but I've noticed this now painted over the pavements, stuck. Imagine a time that we have stickers on the pavements in the high streets. And we have it on signs and perspex in our corner shops and it's all about us keeping our distance isn't it strange we live in a world and in a time where we're being told to stay away from each other to keep our distance and I don't know about you but I find this heartbreaking I am a hugger I love to hug people I love to shake hands I love to pat on the back I, I love the the the. the Physical touch of being near to people. It is agony, for me at least that we're told all the time to keep our distance and there's a fear and anxiety now to be in the same room as someone else are they part of our six are we meant to be this close to them Uh, it's almost as if we need to take around with us measuring tape to measure how how close we are to each other and honestly I think this anxiety is bad for us and whilst it may protect our physical health I'm really not sure that the all of heaven is applauding with all of this. In fact, there are other types of health, our mental and spiritual health, that are being damaged by our distance from each other. Uh, I want to talk to you today, and we want to spend some time in the book of Acts, looking at the power of together, the importance of together. I want to talk about the church. And do you know what? Uh, I also want us to be aware, as the outset of this time together, the devil is having a field day. The, The forces of evil are having a field day. In keeping us apart because we are stronger actually together and there's probably nothing more powerful on the planet than believers in Jesus meeting together and praying and pressing into God and prophesying together and so I believe the enemy having a fear because he loves division he loves distance and yet God designed us to fit and to live and to share together And so we're going to think about how can we defeat the devil's plan. And as we go into the book of Acts, we we need to understand that it is God's best for us to be connected with each other. And last week, as part of the Heaven Sent series, this autumn, last week David introduced this little mini-series about a new people. Heaven sent, by the power of the Holy Spirit, a new people. And last week David explained to us, from the middle of Acts chapter 2, that the, the, the great sermon by Peter explained that when the Holy Spirit came, uh, he, ca- he filled him with a sermon about Jesus, at the end of which was a call to become a new creation to be to repent and to be baptized and then to expect the filling of the Holy Spirit that heaven sent a a series of new creations individuals but today those new creations are built into a new community I want to talk to you today about us being a new community you and I invited in to live in and enjoy being part of a new community now Dr Dr. Luke wrote the book of Acts and he in these brilliant little summaries he summarized some incredible dynamics amongst the people of God and uh, and we're going to look at Acts chapter 2 where after uh, we see 3,000 people added to their number as Luke records it on the day of Pentecost about 3,000 in all Uh, we're going to read from Acts chapter 2 from verse 42 just to verse 44 today. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, or the breaking of bread, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And listen to this, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. One of the key words in these verses is the word together the the actually the word in the Greek is koinonia which means fellowship it means sharing it it means it's like when when someone took part in an offering Paul uses this in Corinthians second Corinthians I think it is the same word is used koinonia or koinonia which means together sharing it means fellowship uh, 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 mutuality that's the kind of feel and and we see Luke using this word to say that after they became a new community they shared together they they lived together they now this wasn't an enforced kind of communism okay this wasn't they didn't all move into the same house but in spiritually and emotionally and mentally they were part of a new community they were together you see the Christian faith is not an individual pursuit it may be it may be deeply personal and it is and if you've known yourself the forgiving of your sins the filling of the Holy Spirit that is a deeply personal thing but it is also profoundly mutual it is profoundly shared in community the Christian faith is a communal faith we cannot live out our Christian lives just on our own it is profoundly shared we are part of the church which is is this new community that we read about in the book of Acts and that's chapter 2 we're probably in Acts chapter 3000 by now but the continuation is from this moment a new community was formed now this new community is an organism not just an organization that's really important that we understand that not just and see an organized series of activities but this was a new organism that the church became was born as like a living breathing, come kind of with a heart beating at the center, a community based on life and mutuality. It, this is a family and not a factory. What a shame over 2,000 years of church history how much uh, we kind of we, we can slip into making clones of Christians or certain brands of Christians or certain denominations can end up cloning people almost like the church has become a factory. You know, out the same kind of person at the end this is not God's heart God's heart is that we are a family not a factory and his heart is that we are a living church not just an efficient charity now I could spend ages ranting about this because we as Wellspring Church we are actually we have a a charity as a framework and that can sometimes be agonizing uh, when it feels like so much energy has to go in to give account to the government now we respect that and we honor that but i want to tell you at the heart the church is to be a living church not just a functioning charity and we can see this at the beginning this is god's heart they devoted themselves to each other, to learning together, to sharing together, to sharing life together. Uh, And at the heart of this is a church full of new creations. Now, I want to illustrate with you uh, this morning, I just want to illustrate something to to bring this to life because this is about our worldview and our framework of thinking. Now, I I hope not to offend anyone, but if this challenges you, brilliant, because the Word of God challenges me as well. Uh, and I want to use uh, the whiteboard here. And if you're listening to the recording uh, on audio, I'll try and describe what I'm uh, drawing, but you'll have to maybe go on YouTube or Facebook and this is this. Now, um, this is how many people um, in the world see things. And I've used this illustration before, but I am ashamed to use it again. Is that me, I am at the center. Here I am at the center. And then my world um, is kind of what i make it it's the people around, it's uh, it's my friends, my family, my image, my identity, Uh, so this is me in my world and we kind of have a border to that and then everyone else uh, is kind of outside this so I'll call this others of no Real, hope you can uh, read my writing, real significance. These are people that we pass on the street and don't pay any attention to. These are people in other countries that we don't really care about. Uh, We have, there are others of no real uh, significance. Now, depending upon our worldview, we end up in a situation where this line may kind of move in or out. Maybe if we're social, we're aware of what's happening in other countries that kind of expands and we include some more people in my world. Um, But actually, the crucial aim of the the dominant worldview of this day and maybe even yours is that all that matters um, is me in my world and the key question here is who am I that is the question of the day that is the question that we all obsess about uh, and that's the the, 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 the the ultimate pursuit is at the end of our lives at least if we can find out who I am then that would be worthy of all our efforts now this is the dominant worldview View This is how most people see the world. Who am I? I'm at the center. It's about being true to me as long as I'm true to myself. okay? You know this is true because this is everywhere. Advertising, social media, YouTube, Netflix, wherever you find this is the dominant worldview. And then what happens is we are in danger of creating a form of Christian faith. Um, well actually we invite Jesus into our world. This Cross here and um, resembles Jesus so as if summer we say Jesus will you come into my world come into my life that's what we say and we invite Jesus who's, who goes from being others of no real significance and then he moves closer to us and maybe many of us are at a point well actually it's me and Jesus that actually I'm kind of at the center I'm in the driving seat but Jesus is kind of with me in my world and that can in if we're not careful that can end up being kind of how we live the Christian life Uh, and actually there's no there's a sense in which my world could include uh, the local church it could but actually if I choose to because it doesn't suit me um, actually the local church could be over here oh yeah there's some people that they meet together they pray they they share their belongings together they give to the poor together they do mission together that they're kind of over there doesn't really make any difference to me many 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 people think that is a Christian worldview but I would dare to suggest to you that is not at all what the Bible would teach us that's not what Jesus Jesus came to do he said he'll share his glory with no one actually this is what we understand the Christian faith to be and I believe it's demonstrated in what we see in the church is that Jesus is at the center he is at the center, and actually he is at the center um, of his people, uh, the church. So here's Jesus, the king, and the church is actually where he lives, if you like. That's where he lives, the body of Christ. This is where kingdom people exists so so let's just be clear about this i'm not necessarily talking about the organized church i'm talking about kingdom people people who honor him as the king as the one at the center and so we have here and um, we have the church with jesus at the center and we have kingdom people and um and there is some there is actually some there's some um there's a border here. There a, there, there's no, it's not like a fuzzy margin. Actually, there are those that honor Jesus as king, and then there are those that don't. So the Church exists of those that honor Jesus as the king, and then the world, is um, actually um, it, the church is in the world but not of the world that's what Jesus actually prayed the world um, revolves around Jesus and the church and so what happens with us so where am I within that well well actually where we are, where we belong is make, we're in the world and then if we honor Jesus as king we can make a choice to step into the people of the kingdom and the church. But interestingly, um, if I can do this, um, interestingly, actually, um, me ain't that big. I am no longer at the centre of my world. Actually, I can become amazingly part of the kingdom people and i go from being kind of in the world to then stepping i have an invitation to be part of the church you and i get the an invitation to be part of the church the people of god for eternity and and actually the the fruit the, the question here is not who am i but the prevailing question is this who is god that's the big question And this answers the big question, so who am I becomes secondary to actually who is God? And if I know who he is, guess what? I know who I am and whatever my race or background, whatever religious ideas I've had in the past, whatever superstitions I have, whatever my race or age or gender or socioeconomic group, whoever I am, I am given the opportunity to be in the church in the kingdom people of God. This is the glory of the church. And this is where I belong. Now, I would suggest to you that what we see in the book of Acts is actually this worldview. And to demonstrate this, I want to. Uh, read to you from the book of ephesians and this is from a paraphrase uh, that just sums up this idea and brings this to life this is from the message paraphrase of ephesians 1 and i'm actually just going to read this section from 1 uh, verse 20 to 23 it says this all this energy he's talking about the energy of what uh, god has accomplished in christ says all this energy issues from christ God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven, in charge of running the universe. Everything from galaxies to governments, No name and no power exempt from his rule, and not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church the church you see is not peripheral to the world the world is peripheral to the church the church is christ's body in which he speaks and acts by which he fills everything with his presence let me read that little phrase again the church you see is not peripheral to the world the world is peripheral to the church hallelujah and so we, when we read in the book of Acts, we see this demonstrated. Is that the first thing that happens when they come around uh, having been baptized, having repented, is that they share their togetherness they become together a deep sense of awe came over them all and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders and all the believers they met together in one place and shared everything they had the evidence of the presence of God is a bunch of new creations and what is the thing that happens what is the dynamic that takes place the dynamic that takes place here is quite remarkable and that is the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit uh, does a a huge work and makes us new creations. this is the Holy Spirit's work something amazing happens here Bam! that takes me from being at the center of my world into the church it is a glorious beautiful wonderful thing the Holy Spirit gathers together new creations into the kingdom people the Church of God and the evidence that we see in this passage is a new community learns together shares together grows together worships together prays together witnesses together and breaks bread together 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 no distance between them so what does this mean for us today it means that we have to do some reflecting on who's really at the center and then maybe we have to soften our hearts towards the people of God, towards the people around us. And maybe we need to make some changes in how we think about those around us. Now, if you're here and you're watching this or listening to this and you have been living on this side of this divide. If you've been living in a me centered world, and do you know what, you know, you and I both know what happens. We have an inbuilt kind of underlying condition of selfishness, and it destroys relationships, it destroys marriages, it hurts people, it steps on other people to get ahead, and it is in danger of causing so much pain in the lives of others and also is deathly to us. If you are in this place, I invite you today, as we pray in just a moment, I invite you to, to, to make a definitive decision to put your trust in Christ and to cross over and ask him to make you a new creation repent and be baptized and we'll have baptisms in our central Watford location soon this autumn then you can make a public confession of coming together that you might become part of the kingdom people that live forever with Jesus at the center I want to invite you make that decision make that step it is open to you I also want to speak to the wavering or the cynical or the disappointed. You're disappointed with church, probably. Disappointed with leaders. I know. I'm disappointed with leaders and I am one. Okay. Disappointed with the people around it and the cynicism and the coldness comes in. Can I encourage you? Don't drift away from the kingdom people. It's actually central to the purposes of God to be in the church and to love those around us. And you might say, well, what does that, how how can we recommit to being together at a time like this when everyone tells us to be a heart well there's a couple of things firstly I'd encourage you a little bit later when we take communion uh, in the service I will encourage you and if you're watching this after the service can I encourage you to take a moment to pray and even uh, phone someone up or watch the bit in the service and, and find where we're actually taking communion together and sharing that together and know that you are not on your own even if you're living on your own watching or listening to this on your own you're not on your own you're you're part of everyone else but how can we recommit to being together particularly with government announcements looming what does that really mean well I want to tell you this we're going to do everything we can to get people physically together without breaking the law and our dream and intention soon, as soon as we possibly can, is to get people together to pray. And on the 22nd of October, uh, that's just in a few days' time from now, on the 22nd of October, we're going to have in-person prayer in a COVID-safe way, according to government guidelines. But we're just, unless it's illegal to do so, we're going to open up uh, locations both in central Watford, if we can, in North Bushy as well, to meet together on that evening to pray. And to prophesy and to seek God together Uh, that's in that evening please don't miss that special transformation prayer evening on the 22nd of October you'll have to pre-register and uh, we'll fill every single possible space that we can uh, to get people together and in November again on the basis we don't break the law in doing it at this stage we want to abide by the laws of the land Um, then we are going to be having in-person gatherings on Sundays and we're making all sorts of arrangements for that Um, and our dream is and our plan on Remembrance Sunday is to have an adult only service um, that will be in Central Watford and we're also looking at plans in North Bushy to have a service on Remembrance Sunday on the 8th of November and uh, in Central Watford we have John Andrews speaking and you'll need to register for that and information about that will follow but I just want to tell you that it's God's plan to bring us together and it's the devil's plan to keep us apart and we will not give in to fear and anxiety but we will learn what it means to share together the final thing I want to say and this is about your personal growth and your togetherness your fellowship we are relaunching grow groups and launching grow groups uh, now and right now on the website if you go to the Wellspring website you'll be able to see um, the vision catch the heart of amazing leaders that are stepping forward and forming grow groups for this next season And there's a range of different groups from uh, men's walking group to a bible study group on zoom there's all sorts of different uh, some may be in person some may start on on zoom and then go in person when they can there's different groups i really encourage you please Prioritize together. Make every effort to keep together. And when those groups end up fully subscribed, we're going to be training anyway, the next batch of Grow Group leaders very soon so we can learn what it means to truly live and love and grow together. Let's enjoy together. And before we finish, I want you to pause and just wonder at the glorious transformation that the Holy Spirit has created in bringing and inviting us into a new community. And my prayer for you is that you will know that you are loved and that you know the joy of belonging and being together. And as we come to pray, I once again invite you, if you've not given your life to Christ and committed yourself to have Him at the center, We're going to pray for that now, so pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your awesome authority and power over all of creation, over all authorities. We lift you up as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And in this moment right now, I pray with those at home, those listening on the way to wherever they are, pray right now that you would take your central place in our lives and that you would be at the center of our church as Wellspring Church, but you'd be at the center of your kingdom people in this land at this time, unafraid, committed to, together forming us again a new community full of your joy. And I pray, Lord, for those at home who who in this moment are putting their trust in you and they don't yet know that, but right now they're stepping into your kingdom. I pray, God, that you would welcome them, that they'd know your forgiveness for their sin, that as they turn, that you'd make them a new creation. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd fill them with peace in this moment. Lord, fill us all with your peace as we continue with the rest of our day. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you and have a great rest of your day.